What up, geeks? And welcome to another episode of Fantastic Geeks. And where to find them? I'm Bridley Voices. And I'm Tessa Netting. And today's episode, we are talking about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. This episode, we are specifically focusing on the new era of Star Wars, from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi to the, the next one. Yeah, <laughs> to the next. But first, let's take a look at this week's Ravenclaw riddle, our Harry Potter question of the week. First question comes from Tara. She says, who is your Harry Potter celebrity crush? Oh, my number one celebrity crush of all of them has always been Emma Watson. Oh, I know that. Always. I know that. Of all of them, yes. Well, she's a wonderful human. Yeah. Like, she has goals as a human. Yes. Ultimate goals. Checks all the boxes. All of the boxes. (laughs) All of them. And my Harry Potter celebrity crush is Daniel Radcliffe. Because he is very much like my current boyfriend, Joe Moses. What? No, oh my gosh, there's so much like they both love Eminem, they both love oh Boba Fett, God. they both are smaller, <laughs> <laughs> not super tall, you know? Oh my gosh, okay, sure. They are! Except Joe's not Harry Potter, but. Not, not, not very. <laughs> no, I'm not Harry Potter. My second Harry Potter celebrity crush is Freddie Stroma. Oh? He plays Cormac McLaggen. Oh, and he's so cute. <laughs> and he has he's he has like a degree in neuroscience, so he's smart. Oh. <laughs> wow, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I love that. He's attractive. <laughs> you love Cormac? I know, which is so annoying. You love the books. You love Emma and Cormac. <laughs> like <laughs> That's so great. I love that. Yeah. Okay, and Tara has some more questions. If you can only have one Hogwarts professor alive, who would you choose if we had to save one? What? I know. What is this question? What? We need to save a freaking Hogwarts professor. I mean, is Dumbledore in the picture? Because I guess he has the most information. But I guess they also, like, were okay without him. Right. Like, I want to pick... McGonagall, because I love her. She is. And she is a powerful wizard and holds everyone together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Voldemort was attacking, she was leading yes. the charge. Yes. And she stepped up mm-hmm. and was there and everyone, uh, yeah. But I'm actually going to pick Lupin. Oh, you love Lupin. I love Lupin. You love and then Lupin. he can raise his son. Oh. None of the others that we really know of have kids. <sighs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Okay, we can save Lupin. You mean you can save someone else? Oh, can I save someone else so we can save two? Haha, <laughs> loophole. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Raven called loophole. Lupin hole. Lupin hole. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll save Dumbledore. Oh my god, you should see her face right now. She's <laughs> rolling her eyes to the back of her head. I'll save Dumbledore only because I also love Jude Law, so. <laughs> I'll save Dumbledore so that he can just live on. Great. Okay, and then the last question from Tara. What Harry Potter moment made you cry the most? Within the book... Oh, Jesus. I know. Mm, Okay, so my Deathly Hallows copy. Mm -hmm. You can open it up (sighs) to the page where Fred dies just by finding the wrinkliest page. Oh. (laughs) Because my tears just covered the page. But the part that actually made me cry the most mm-hmm. was when Harry was walking into the forest. Yes, me too. To his death. Me too. But when I was reading it, I didn't have the book under my face like I did for Fred's part, so it's not all destroyed. I actually threw my book across the room <laughs> and screamed. My mom 
ran into my room, thought something was wrong with me, and I was hysterically mm-hmm. crying. And she's like, "What's what's going on? What's wrong?" And I was like, "Harry's gonna." Die! I know. I thought he was gonna die because it made sense. Like the end of the series, he's sacrificing himself. Yeah. Like that's the ultimate Gryffindor move. Dude, yeah. I was like, this is real. This is happening. This is it. I was so yeah. I was so. It was like three a.m. for me, so I had no one to comfort me. But um, oh I was going through that, and I remember before the book came out, I was debating with people who were like, "Do you think Harry's gonna die?" Right. Blah blah. blah. And I was so adamant. I was like, "No, he's <gasps> not gonna die," oh. and I know he's not gonna die. Yeah. And then when he was going to die I was pissed and sad and just sobbing one that you know it was happening two that I was wrong that you were wrong um not allowed <laughs> like no 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 <laughs> because I was so sure he wasn't so I was so mad oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> that's like the ultimate moment though when you yeah. when you think that's happening yeah. because it makes sense mm-hmm. so and then outside of the book Right, right when I finished it, you mm-hmm. know, just having it being over and being yeah. like, what am I doing with my life? Oh, was wow. Oh, uh, why is it over? I need more. Ah. I immediately read it again after I finished. <laughs> I just started right over. It was over. 6 a.m. for me, so not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't handle it. I was like, there's no way I can't handle this being over. So I just started reading it just again. So I couldn't handle it. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Tara, to submit your Harry Potter-related question for a Ravenclaw riddle. Email us at fantasticgeekspod at gmail.com. And today we have a special guest with us, Mr. Joe Moses, my boyfriend. And would you kindly introduce yourself with a little bit about yourself and your Hogwarts house? Probably my biggest claim to fame is being Tessa's boyfriend these days. <laughs> uh, I'm also very much a Slytherin. Hey. And if you're Harry Potter fans... You might know me better from talking like this. Because <laughs> I was in a very important musical um, ten years ago. That's absurd. As Harry. <laughs> <laughs> As Harry Potter. I, I think I told Tessa about this, but I noticed when I was listening to the audiobook of Sorcerer's Stone recently that Jim Dale's voice for Nearly Headless Nick is Snape in the Harry Potter musical. Really? It sounds very similar. That's very coincidental because then uncanny. I played Nearly Headless Nick in the Harry Potter senior oh, year. Yeah. That was the only other character I've ever played in it. <laughs> what a weird... That's so bizarre. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's similar source material because I kind of based mine on like old British actors, you know, like mm-hmm. then, yeah. Uh, yeah. and some professors and stuff I had in college. And Joe, uh, tell us a little bit about what Star Wars, especially the new era Star Wars, means to you. Um, Well, like probably like a lot of people my age, I just grew up loving Star Wars. It was probably one of the first movies I ever saw, and I used to watch them multiple times every year. In fact, Christmas time for me is just Star Wars time, because I don't (laughs) know, they would, I feel like TNT back in the day would just run the Star Wars trilogy on Christmas Eve or Mm -hmm. Christmas Day, and I would just watch it every single year, just like everyone's like having fun. It's like ABC Family's Harry Potter. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I just grew up loving Star Wars and all of the, you know, the video games and the action figures and the, 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 you know, movies. And when the prequels came out, I think I was like 10 years old or something like that. Right. My mom actually uh, took us out of school on the day that episode one came out. We got to go and like see it in the middle of the day. So I've just, I've always, always loved Star Wars. And I actually have a Boba Fett tattoo on my hey, shoulder. <laughs> yeah, Boba was my favorite. And what about this new era of Star Wars? Like, what did that, were you nervous about it because of the prequels? Were you excited for it? Like, what were your 
What were you worried about? And then what was your initial reaction? So probably like a lot of Star Wars fans that were somewhat traumatized from the prequel right. just because expectations were so high. And then, you know, everyone felt pretty let down by it. Not everyone, but most people felt pretty let down by it. I was really nervous. I was excited, though. I don't know. I, I, I had faith in in J.J. Abrams to kind of mm-hmm. to bring it to life. And everything that we saw, even from the initial previews and everything, it looked like Star Wars again. It didn't look like, you know, mm. all glossy and perfect and sort of <laughs> over-CG'd. It really had that 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 feel of Star Wars. So I was really excited. And then when it came out, you know, I saw it when it came out, like everybody else, and I loved it. I was, like, all on board. I, yeah. I, I, was, I, I was crazy about it, especially Force Awakens. It, people gave it some criticism for being just like, a you know, hope. A New Hope. But the plot to blow up the Death Star was used in two out of the three original trilogy movies. <laughs> yeah. So so the idea that that, like, oh, they're just rehashing old plot lines, it's like by the third movie they were already rehashing old plot lines. So I think that's a very Star Wars thing. I don't think you can really hate on it for that. <laughs> right, right. I, I kind of liked what they did with Force Awakens. I liked that it felt like New Hope because it brought everyone back in. You know, the new... The new era of Star Wars was really special to me because this was my era of Star Wars. This is what I've this is me experiencing the fandom for the first time because I I watched all of the movies, but you're the one, Joe, that introduced me to the Star Wars movies. I didn't grow up with them. I feel like I saw some of the original trilogy when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I can't remember which ones. I do have a very distinct memory of Luke getting into the Tauntaun, but other yeah. than that, the, I don't really remember anything. Mm-hmm. And I definitely saw at least Phantom Menace in theaters. And I was, you know nine years old and I love Jar Jar and that's all I remember <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, this new era was what really brought me in and convinced exactly. me to properly sit down and watch the original and go through the prequels and realize what I was actually watching mm-hmm. and yeah I'm so much more in it thanks to Force Awakens right what did you think about Last Jedi not my favorite why well, okay, so the first thing I want to say, I'm not, like, hating on the movie. I don't think it's a bad movie or anything right. like that. And, in fact, I because I love Star Wars, I'd still probably rather be watching that than most other movies. Right, because <laughs> um, it's a Star Wars movie. Um, but, you know, when I saw it, I was, I was in Ann Arbor, and it went to, you know, the State Theater, which is, like, the big theater in Ann Arbor, the local campus theater. And it was, you know, it was opening night. It was premiere night. It was first impression of everybody watching it. Nobody had it. There's no preconceived like internet didn't like this didn't like that nobody knew you know it was mm-hmm. like totally blank slate mm-hmm. and like our audience was literally like laughing and groaning through most of the movie it's just there's just some parts of it that were just took for me they really took me out of the movie yeah it just left kind of disappointed it's crazy i wonder yeah. what it is about a collective audience because the audience i was in didn't have any of those moments it was all cheers yeah and me too laughs at the right moments and what were your initial thoughts brizzy Oh, I loved it. And then the internet made me feel bad for liking it, and it was <laughs> rough. Right? Oh, but I, I loved that. it. Yeah. Right? That's how I, I felt, too. Like, dislike what you want to like. I just hate when people talk about something being objectively bad in mm-hmm. such a way that it it insults anyone who did like it. Like, if you like this, you have bad taste. That Or you're just ugh. not intelligent. Exactly. And it just hurts me, my soul. I'm like, why would you look at art like this? Yeah, <laughs> right. that's mean. And I felt like it, it actually swung back the other way, too. 
Yeah, where, yeah. Where people, you know, at first people were like, oh, you like this, you're an idiot, you're not a real Star Wars fan. And then people were like, wait a minute, you didn't like this? You, you know, you're a hater, a loser. So it yeah. just ends up people shouting at each other over something that's just meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I am a Raylo shipper, and a lot of people give me hate for, ha- like, shipping this insanely toxic relationship. And they're <laughs> saying, well, that makes you a horrible person. I'm like... Mm-hmm. This isn't my real life relationship. <laughs> this is not how how my morals match up with this. This is just how I view this movie. I see this relationship being really important and integral to this series, like this series of three movies. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. It was one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. Yeah, it was really. I, I think I preferred Force Awakens, but I still I still loved it. Yeah, yeah. I I think I liked it more than Force Awakens, but I loved Force Awakens. I think I know why you preferred it. <laughs> yeah, all, all those connections. I like when they force Skype each other. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Rizzy, is that a porg? A porg over there? No, Tessa, that's an owl. Oh yeah, it's an owl. Welcome to the Owlry, where we answer questions and give advice based on your submissions from Twitter, Facebook, and email. Make sure you are following us at Fantastic Geeks on Twitter and find our group on Facebook too. Let's look at our first owl from Twitter. This is from Rain Loss. They say, "Brizzy and Tessa, do you think Snoke is really dead? If so, or if not, tell us why." Yeah. <laughs> like, he got cut in half. And then, I mean, if there was any doubt when Hux looks over and, like, doesn't his, like, tongue fall out? Of yes. His mouth? That's, like, a pretty dead. I think you're pretty dead. I don't know. In Star Wars, when you get cut in half. You do have a history. Like, I think we're two for two on people getting cut in half and, and then coming back, back as robots. As robots. <laughs> Darth Maul and Darth Vader. Right? Uh huh. Both. But on, on both of those instances, you don't see them dead. That's you true. don't see their them basically brain dead. A lot of people thought he was going to be red herring, this. man. Yeah, they Yeah, people thought he'd be plagius. Yeah. And that he just been cool. wasn't. It would have been all right, cool. Yeah, it's but the same I understand, thing again. But I don't want to do it. It's yeah. the same thing again. I don't want the same thing again. It's set up to be it's, the same it's thing. Kind, yeah, it's Why kind not? of like the obvious <laughs> no. choice. Yeah. I, I, what I loved about this movie is they made so many of the not obvious choices. That's why I liked it, too. Like, Snoke being Darth Plagueis is, like, cool, but it's obvious. Right. Okay, next question is from David Lance. If you named the title of Episode Nine, what would you call it? That's I, a great question. I call it... <laughs> <laughs> Just like Porg 2, Revenge yeah. of the Porgs. It's all Porgs. The Force awakens the last Jedi from his nap. <laughs> from his nap? Yes. That, I... is, that is the obvious answer. Oh my gosh, from his nap. No, but it would be cool if it was from if, something. If you it know? was like made a sentence? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. From darkness. <laughs> I kind of think like something along the lines of the new rebellion uh-huh. or some sort of like, I think it has to do something with rebelling because of the rebels and because I think Kylo and Rey are both going to rebel against the Sith and the Jedi. Like a, a new something. Because like the New Republic or you know what I mean? Like the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next question from Twitter it comes from Karina. Will Ray be easier to coax to the dark side, or will Ben be easier to bring to the light side? Their bonds bring out the dark and light in each other, and I'm curious as to what could it could mean. Uh... I mean, Ben Solo will be redeemed. <laughs> you can put that on my gravestone. I don't think so. I think he's... What? Okay, so if if this, uh, you know, it's sort of Star Wars is like, you know, Greek tragedy oh, kind of thing. Oh, not this again. It's <laughs> true. It's based like, you know, a hero with a thousand faces was like Lucas's This is the, you think an original. The new one is more fantasy fairy tale based. Even then, I feel like if you kill your father, you have to die. That's just like a rule of the universe. It wasn't him. It was Snoke. Eh. It That was Kylo Ren, which was created by Snoke and by Luke and by his parents. It was not him. Ben Solo will be redeemed. Kylo Ren will die. I mean, I think he could still be redeemed and die. That's it. That's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. I think Darth Vader. That, right. Exactly. Yeah, that could be. I don't think Ray will go dark side though. No. I can't imagine. I, it would be so fascinating, and I want to watch that happen, right. but I can't imagine it happening. I can't. It's she was set up as such like a yeah. pure force. She is the light. She doesn't have enough driving her to e- ever get there. Well, you know, I, unless she fell in love with Kylo and like something happened to turn her. There's darkness inside of her and I don't think that she's going to be full Jedi and ignore it completely. I think she's going to like tap into it. It and seemed to me she it. was being set up at the end as the the last Jedi. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't what think What if the last Jedi. Jedi is Broom Kid? Yeah. Broom Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the next movie. It's oh, just yeah. Broom Kid. Episode Broom kid. nine, Broom Kid. <laughs> Broom Kid Awakens. From the Broom Kid. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. From the Broom Kid. Oh, comma, and it's Broom Kid. <laughs> next question. Oh, is from Kimberly from Twitter. Do you think Ray's parents are really nobody or is Kylo Ren lying? Oh, come on, man. Nah, it's it's she suppressed it. She knew he's not lying. I don't think Kylo's lying. It seems to me that he was telling the truth. Although I wouldn't put it past him to lie or or even be mistaken if Snoke put the wrong vision in his head. But it, Snoke said something like darkness is like rises and light to meet it and he warned Kylo that like the more that he grew in darkness, that the light would come. And he thought that was Luke, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was Ray. She's point... a little Anakin Force baby. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She's like, that's the point of her is that she was created like to... out of Out of necessity rather Fork. than through b- bloodline. Exactly. It's not a bloodline. It's a... I think that's definitely the story Last Jedi was telling. I think mm-hmm. that's what they were trying to get at with her doing that. So in once Star Wars puts out a, a plot point, they usually don't retract it. Exactly. No, I agree. I kind of like that she was nobody. Yeah. Leading up to this movie, I was totally like, she's got to be Luke's daughter. Like, come on. She it's has a story about Skywalkers. Come on. <laughs> and now I just love that Ryan Johnson made it. No, this is not a story about Skywalkers. This is not some legacy movie. Mm-hmm. This is bigger than that. And mm-hmm. anyone can be great. And na 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 I like yeah. it. Next question from Facebook is from Katie Pullen. Do your best Porg impression. I already did it too early. No, oh. Joe, do it again. Okay. Bop, bop. <laughs> I wish you could see his face right now. You, he made the face. He has a great Porg <laughs> face that goes with the Porg impression. Bop, bop. 
that's pretty good. I can't. It's like I go more yeah, like yeah. up. Mine's a baby pork. <laughs> Can you guys do any other Star Wars impressions? Yeah, why don't we just go back and forth? Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah battle, battle. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, 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 Am I going? I'll wait to go off. So let's talk about Fimbo. <laughs> let's talk about Fimbo. I actually love them. I- I'm down for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oscar Isaac is down for it. <laughs> there, there's instantly a connection there between mm-hmm. them, like, immediately when he goes to save him in Force Awakens. He's like, we're going to do this? Like, yeah, we're going to do this. Oh, yeah, yeah they're going to do this. Whoa. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to believe in your imagination, believe right. it. It's Star Wars. Like, it's it's a fantasy land. Have, have fun with it. So so, like, of course, Han and Leia is, like, part of the plot line. But, right. But aside from that, it's, like, pretty open. So have fun. Before I get into Raylo, what do you guys think? Initially, I was like, nah. Of course. And then I watched some videos explaining, that like, I certain <laughs> evidence. No, I said some to you. Oh, which ones? Um, Just the ones pointing out oh, the that, symbolism and the right. yin-yang. That's and right. The, and the way that the novel of Force Awakens describes their mm-hmm. thoughts and stuff. And it's like... Yeah, it kind of seemed like they they got a more of a connection than just they both have the force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh yeah, you did send me that video. Yeah, that and, was a great and they one. started drawing parallels with Beauty and the Beast, which of course has its own you know problematic questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but if this is a fantasy story and Kylo's like the prince, a fallen prince that needs to be redeemed, it's kind of uh, it's kind of there. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think in the in the Force Awakens there was already a connection, and mm-hmm. you could, you know, I think everyone was speculating what the relationship is. You know, like, oh, are they are they siblings or are they cousins right. or is it the Force or is it yeah. a romantic thing? Like, we don't know. So they did a really good job establishing like the connection between the two. They're more like traditional foils, I feel like, in in you know, mm. sort of like a just a, a character sense of light and dark that they set mm-hmm. up and. I'm interested to see what it will turn into. There, you know. Do you think it will be romantic or not? That's a huge question. It's yeah, so I don't hard know. It's 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 hard. You know, <laughs> one of my favorite lines from Force Awakens. Uh, no, was it in Last Jedi where she goes, "You're a monster." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. AKA and, Beauty and the Beast. And then she sees him with his shirt off, and she's like, "I JK. can fix him. <laughs> <laughs> he can be turned. I swear it." Yeah. You're a monster, but it's worth it. I mean, that was a weird moment. Like, I like, I don't know why they would put that in there if mm-hmm. not to like spark some sexual tension. I mean, why would they put the whole hand touching? Yeah, and the romantic fire lighting. It was. It felt very romantic to Are me. you kidding me? When they were on that ship together, they almost kissed like five times. <laughs> I swear. I swear. When they're in the elevator, the freaking elevator. After that scene, I'm like, how can anyone You not- want an elevator makeout scene? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I was waiting for it. J.J. Abrams says, like, above all, this is, like, talks about it being a love story and about it being not obvious and about it, like, if you watch back, it's all there. It's, like, it's cut. So I think that it's going to be He's just talking about Finn and Poe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd be down for that, too. <laughs> That'd be insane. Adam Driver, his audition sides were from Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, I mean. Makes sense, honestly. It's yeah. This is Pride and Prejudice. This is Lion King 2. This is Beauty and the Beast. Like, Lion King 2. Lion King 2 is Kovu. like. Kovu. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kiara. Right? Kovu and Kylo. I mean, they both have the scar <laughs> on their face. That old, well-known <laughs> pop culture phenomenon, Lion King 2. <laughs> We guys, it's all there in Lion yeah. King too. It was there the whole time. We were such <laughs> fools. I mean, Somewhere J.J. Abrams is tearing up a script going, they figured it out, it's Lion King too. <laughs> but I mean, deep down, Star Wars is a story that's meant to teach kids about love. And in The Last Jedi, the main quote of The Last Jedi is, this is how we're going to win, not fighting what we hate, but saving what we love. I think it's also a story about destroying fascism. I mean, <laughs> that will happen in, <laughs> in time, and that will happen too. But, I mean, even when Luke tells Leia that he cannot save Ben, but he says that no one is ever really gone. So he's saying that he can be saved, just he can't save him, Leia can't save him, uh-oh, who else can save him? Maybe a pretty lady. Maybe the only force that could save the boy from the monster within him, which is love. I mean, love. his the love. The weapon we have is love. The ultimate force is love. His love for Ray. <laughs> it's so Harry Potter, and it's so, I mean. It's so Lion King, too. From Brittany Rose Lonergan, what will happen to Leia? Ugh, oh, what a question. Oof. Gosh, I was shocked that they didn't kill her off in this one but but i understood after they explained like carrie made such a great performance and it deserved to Mm -hmm. be in there they're like that's something for future (laughs) future (laughs) disney to worry about (laughs) yeah yeah it's it stinks so much because we talk about this all the Uh time joe how we saw like First one was Han's movie. Second one was Luke's movie. This was supposed to be Leia's movie. And she probably was going to assist in redeeming Ben Solo. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because he was going to shoot her and then he didn't. And he did not because he loved his mama and he loves Ray. And so he is (laughs) like. He's a mama's boy. He's a mama's boy. Definitely not a daddy's boy. (laughs) No, no. Daddy daddy issues. No, he got the biggest daddy issues. But that's. That's what she was going to do, and she would have done such an incredible job. And I know it's sad. It's so sad because she was always the hope, too, mm-hmm. you know, and she would have been the hope <laughs> in this last movie. And she, I think, she was going to be a huge part yeah. of this. Yeah. Like, and you have a great theory of how it should. Uh, what I what I think they should do, or I think would work at mm-hmm. the beginning, it would be is at the beginning of episode nine, mm-hmm. just have a really beautiful and like thoughtful funeral sequence for Leia. You know what I mean? Because any way that they like kill her on screen, I think it's just it's not going to be right. It's it's going to feel gonna very feel, strange. Yeah. yeah. So sad. I love Carrie Fisher too. Did you um, read her book? Yeah. It's so great. It's so. It's so funny when she talks about Harrison Ford. I love it. It's, it's, it's so great. Yeah, was like, what a way to go out. I slept with Harrison Ford in his prime. See ya. <laughs> Bye. 
winner. <laughs> oh, Lord. What a woman. What a woman. Love her. Oh, well, thank you, everyone, for your owls. If you'd like to send us one, remember to ask us questions relevant to anything geeky or fandomy. Feel free to email us, fantasticgeekspod at gmail.com, or tweet us at fantasticgeeks. Or check out the Facebook page, Fantastic Geeks. Find us. There's nothing hidden in your head the Sorting Hat can't see. So try me on and I will tell you where you ought to be. It's sorting time! We are going to sort the characters in The Last Jedi and Slash New Era Star Wars into Hogwarts houses! Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. (laughs) Yes. All you ready, Joe? Let's do it. Okay. Okay, first up, Finn. Ah, uh, the stormtrooper. I would, I think actually Hufflepuff for Finn. Oh. Because originally I thought he was kind of Gryffindor, right. but he's kind of cowardly. Uh-huh. He keeps trying to run away. But what he doesn't run away from is his friends. When his friends really need him, he's there. Um, so he, whatever fear he has, he overcomes oh, for yeah. his friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great one. I love that. I think he'd be a great Hufflepuff hero. Yeah. Because I, I think Poe is the Gryffindor. Yeah. Like, Hufflepuff is... He, Finn is a, a traitor to what he was born into and everything he knew, but he has no allegiance to their cause. I that, I think it's, like, it's loyal to what he believes in, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? It's, and I think he resents that. They took him from his family and right. tried to make him yeah. part of this, and he's right. like, no. Yeah. But when he gets to choose his family and friends, then he's, then like, he loyal to Then he remains loyal to them. Because the first thing he says is, right, where's right? Yeah. 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 That's, like, what he cares about more than anything is his friends. So, yeah. Hufflepuff. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ray, Ray. Oh, oh, Miss Hero. Oh, oh, honey. Oh, oh, Gryffindor, honey. Oh, Gryffindor. I mean, she's Luke. She's Gryffindor. Yeah, she's a little, ha- little hairy. Yeah. She is. Some of them are just slam dunks. I think yeah. she's a Gryffindor. She's a Gryffindor. Yeah. So what about Poe? Poe. He's such a Gryffindor. Oh my God, Flyboy. Yeah. He's the most like he's like the obnoxious like Gryffindor. <laughs> like you know? Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry is not that obnoxious. Uh. He is in Star Kid. You're confusing your Star Kid <laughs> and Harry Potter canon. Well, Star Kid is canon as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> if you think Star Kid is canon, that's that's a very interesting <laughs> canon. <laughs> Just the Voldemort and Quirrell alone. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense though? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun head cannon, that's for sure. Head um, cannon. I love head cannon. Don't get it. Oh, oh <laughs> my gosh. Wow. Set that up. Rose. Ooh, Rose Tico. Hmm. Um I would go between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff for her. Mm, yeah, because she gives up her thing. Right. A, a Slytherin would never do that. No. Her ne- her it's necklace. not she's not Slytherin. She's not Slytherin. No. Mm. Is she Ravenclaw? Well, she knows so much about the stuff. She knows all about the right. hyperdrive oh, and stuff. Oh, that's true. So that's she was true. very like technical and skilled. I that's... think she's much more heart than yeah. Brain. She is heart yeah. though. She's the one that said that like quote at the end. Right. She's yeah. the one that's like saying love. I should think that's conquer. the most Hufflepuff that's very thing Hufflepuff yeah. you could ever say. That's a very Hufflepuff hero thing to say. Yeah. So yeah, she yeah. can be a Hufflepuff too. Oh, Finn and Finn and Rose two Hufflepuffs together. <laughs> Kylo. Kylo Ren. Yeah, Slytherin. Oh, yeah. But it's so fun to imagine, like, 
of uh, who I think I saw a tweet somewhere that's like Kylo Ren is when a Hufflepuff thinks he's a Slytherin or something. Oh, that wasn't that Lee. I don't yeah, know. I think Lee. So. Yeah, Lee I said think, that. Yeah. I think she tweeted that. That's really funny. Yeah, when it's somebody so destined funny. for Hufflepuff like guns for Slytherin or something. <laughs> yeah. Hi Lee, wherever you are. Right. Uh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> can I, yeah. Can I, I can see him as a Hufflepuff. I like the idea, but it's, I don't really think it's actually there. No, I don't. I don't. I think. I mean, a, time will tell. Come that's episode true. nine, but I mean, Kylo Ren is a hundred percent Slytherin. Yeah, but like ben, ben Solo. But yeah, maybe this is don't his Slytherin. Me, <laughs> maybe this is his Slytherin phase. But deep down, he's a Hufflepuff. Who knows? But as of now, I'd say Slytherin. Yeah. Okay. We can, we'll go with him as a Slytherin. Classic Gryffindor Slytherin. So, uh, Snoke, total Hufflepuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh. All about friendship. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you know why I keep a rabbit cur around? Because you need friends. <laughs> friendship is the greatest gift of all. <laughs> Snoke is a Hufflepuff. Oh, oh man. Uh, can he be anything else other than Slytherin? <laughs> No, to... he's like raw ambition. Yeah. All he cares about is power. Uh, he just like manipulate. Yeah, I like to put villains and not Slytherin. Me too. But you can't. But you deny. can't. With some. Like, there's nothing else. Yeah. All right. All right. He can be Slytherin. Okay, Holdo. Hmm. Tough. She. She seemed pretty Gryffindor to me. I mean, I see her as Gryffindor only because her like clashing with. Poe so much is like right. a classic Gryffindor like Like mashup. I'm the good guy. No, I'm the good right. guy. This yeah. is right. No, this is right. Yeah. This yeah. is because they both thought that they were right and that they were doing the best thing. And it yeah. turned out and she was. And if she had <laughs> been Ravenclaw, I think she would have approached that better. I think she would have communicated like, exactly. in a way that doesn't give away the plan, but in a way that at least she has a plan. Right. Right. I, I agree with that. I think she's a Gryffindor. Yeah, there was a lot of pride there. A yeah. lot of like, yeah. I, you know, I'm yeah. the vice admiral, exactly. so I don't have to tell you crap. Which she doesn't, but certainly didn't help the situation. Right, right. right. Yeah. Precisely. Yoda. Yoda in this mm. in this movie. I mean, in mainly this movie, but... Uh, I let's... feel like he is the sorting hat. <laughs> oh my gosh, can we please? Can that be him? Can he be the sorting hat? That's such a great answer. When you're a Jedi, you just put Yoda on your back and he tells you where you're going to be. You're like, oh my what gosh. am I supposed to be? And he just like, whispers it in your ear. Yeah. Gryffindor. Can you do the voice? Gryffindor. <laughs> yes. Okay, Yoda is the sorting hat of Star Wars. It's, it's canon. Make it so. But oh. I think he's Ravenclaw. I mean, yeah. He's wise. He's the most wise. He would be. And he has no ego, really. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? No, he's He just Raven. knows let's... everything. Yeah. No, he, let's be real. He's a Ravenclaw. It's... And he burned a tree, but he also knew there were no books in there. <laughs> he, oh, he 100% knew. He did know. That's why he did it. Because he's like... If you oh, think like... about him on Dagobah, it's the ultimate Ravenclaw thing to do. Be like, I am the most knowledgeable force user in the galaxy, and I'm going to go hang out by myself. Yep. It's so true. <laughs> yep. I would do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So true. Phasma. Phasma. Ooh. She... Is she a dark Hufflepuff? I think she's a dark I think Hufflepuff. So. I think she's a Hufflepuff, too. She's most mad about the fact that somebody was a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. I have goosebumps. Yeah. Phasma is a dark Hufflepuff. I love dark Hufflepuffs. <laughs> and then they have Hufflepuff battle between oh Finn my and gosh. Phasma. A Hufflepuff battle. <laughs> I love 
love it. Just like hitting each other with marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky toys. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's a Hufflepuff. DJ, Mr. Okay. Benicio mm. del Toro. He is, I mean, he betrays them for himself. Yeah. So I think Slytherin. I think he's a neutral, evil Slytherin. Yeah, I think he's just. I would. I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that, but I'd make an argument for Ravenclaw in the fact that he does mm-hmm. not have any allegiance. He does not have any ambition. He's not trying to take over anything. That's true. He, yeah. He's just very, very skilled and knowledgeable. And he's just trying to navigate for himself. So he doesn't really care about mm. anything or anyone. Okay. Mm. He is kind of looking at everything from just kind of an outside, non-judging Very eye. objective as I well. I actually, yeah. I think you just, I think Ravenclaw makes sense. Because you're right. Ambition is the main thing driving a Slytherin. Yeah. And I don't, there is no ambition. I mean, there. it does seem like he's doing whatever he can to, like, get money. Right. But... I guess it's not to like advance. It's not for him. It's not to advance himself. He doesn't it's, want power. He right. Just wants, exactly. You know. Exactly. That's the difference. Yeah. I think that's okay. the difference. I'll, I'll take Ravenclaw. Okay. Good. Okay. We got him as a Ravenclaw. Hux. Huxy. Huxy. Oh. He's a squib. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he doesn't have any power, and Kylo does. Oh, And he wants no. it so bad. <laughs> I can just oh I see him as a squib so bad. So do I. He's such a squib. Uh, I've never seen a character that's more squib. Poor squib. Maz. She's a feisty little alien. Little, little alien. I don't know. I'm trying to think where she would go. I oof. She doesn't seem to care too much about like being right. She doesn't seem to want any kind of power other than what she I has. think she's a Ravenclaw. I would yeah, I would think Ravenclaw too because yeah. she's also super she's knowledgeable more, and she's also she's kind of quirky. Years, she's like yeah. the Luna, eccentric, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, she's like the Luna of this group. You know, she collects like things too, like yeah. knowledgeable things, like you know, like artifacts and, and stuff. And she like, seems like has yeah. advice. She gives advice. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's great. I think she's more of like a badass Ravenclaw. Okay. Cool. I can see that. I, you know I like my badass Ravenclaws. Yes. Yay! That's all of them. All we right. did it. Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on our podcast. My and pleasure. Talking about Star Wars and The Last Jedi and just a new era and bringing back the old. It's You were the perfect guest to have on. So Thank we, you for having me. I love talking to you guys. We really yeah. appreciate it. And where can the people find you on the internet? So I love being on Twitter at the Joe Moses, but I don't feel like anyone <laughs> is on there anymore. And it's mainly stuff that you would find irrelevant, like law tweets. Um, <laughs> so if you want to see pictures of Tessa and Luna, follow me on Instagram. Which is my cat. Also at the Joe Moses. Well, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them. I hope you enjoyed this episode all about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Ding, ding, ding. And you are a fantastic geek. Goodbye. <laughs>